Hey everyone. Um, one of the most um, powerful things about healing is the simple act of love. Um, when I'd gone through my own catastrophic divorce and um, I returned back to Europe and I met someone and it was the love and the wording, you know, we have this word in Spanish called divina, divina, which means divine. It's this really wonderful, loving term and it's, it's so perfect for all of us. And divina is divinity. It sounds so kind of public school, boarding school English when you say divine, divine. But in Spanish, divina is just, it kind of rolls off the tongue <clears throat> as, as what it sounds like, which is this incredible connection um, to the universe, to the oneness. I was thinking about transformation and so that, that's fuel for transformation. You know, show up with love. And if you've been traumatized, you have to show up with love for yourself. And that's very difficult if you've not known love. In order to, to love yourself, you have to know love, you know, to have to have somebody loving you, right? They teach you how to love yourself. When someone reflects love upon you, you know, you feel it within you, right? And therefore you experience that for yourself. When someone sees you and puts a light on you and reflects the sun on you, you just shine in it, right? It's love acting. And again, it's not a pill, you can't, you don't get a, it's not a prescription for it. <clears throat> but in our world, and certainly in the world of trauma, it's just alien, it's like an invader, it's like, what? Love? What? Right? Everything is so um, geared towards survival, defense, of being in the presence of lovelessness and rejection and all that stuff and it's, it's a massive wounding um, to your being and um, it's such a simple thing to do it, which is to care for someone unconditionally <clears throat> you know you don't show up your love shows up to nourish them back into life and in trauma um, you're actually, that's, you're healing with love. And if you haven't known love for yourself, I certainly haven't. I've never known um, that unconditional love, certainly from my family. There was never, it was not, um, it was all absolutely conditional, you know. You know, I give you three sweets if you, you know, color this in pink or something right it's, it's just a, it's a bartering it's like for you to be you know looked after you need to do this for me it's a terrible it's the most horrific way of parenting it's not parenting it's I don't know what it is but anyway so the fact is that you don't 
in trauma, you haven't experienced love. The absence is of love. The absence is of light. The absence is of embrace and care and acceptance and, you know, nurturing and safety and some, you matter to someone. You're not just on a conveyor belt, you know, going past, you know, with a, 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 a ticket on at the end, some kind of price reduction. I mean, that's what you're fighting. And I think when you're stuck in that place where there is only responding to trauma, only responding to some horrific event or ongoing events that you've built defense mechanisms for and justifying, I think <clears throat> here's another big dilemma in trauma is if you have two people that are, you know, let's say it's both parent, both parents are, um, you know, following, towing the line of the darkness and the abuse, is you're always trying to justify them. And you have to be in the wrong because it's, they're adults and you're little and it must be you that's wrong. So you're it's really an impossible task. You have to justify the unjustifiable. And that's all you're doing is trying to make them work, even though they're totally wrong, and denying the truth of who you are because there's no mirror for that truth. There's no mirror for your seed. There's no sun for your seed, right? So there's enormous amounts of energy just running around trying to justify them to make them work whereas you are being completely abandoned. And in fact, one of the Shibuka said to me, Maria, you know, you just completely abandoned yourself. I gave up blossoming my own seed in order to justify and fix and make them into rational, you know, caring parents. I spent a lot of a tri time trying to legitimize them and make them parents when there was no one there and you know I just my child couldn't possibly accept that they weren't caring people so I did and because of that like having to sort of never leave home so to speak always you know ships are not made to be sitting in harbors I just sat in the harbor trying to make them work whilst refusing whatever seed, and we all have one, whatever thing was about to flower. And I just couldn't give up the fact that I had to have caring, loving parents that weren't who they truly were. And in this dissolution, it's the real acceptance that that was all a lie. It was all they were never who you thought they were. You did abandon yourself in order to keep re-embroidering them so you could somehow be connected to something. I had to make, it's almost like instinctively you know it's all wrong, but at the same time you can't bear the fact that it's not what you want it to be, right? I just, I just wanted it to be so right all the time. I would do anything to just have the real deal. So I spent a lot of time 
trying to fix and save and and all the while just refusing myself just like oh well you don't matter I you well, who cares about you no we can't care about you we need to care about you know making this, these people right so they see you and then you becoming what they need so they see you so there's some sort of connection and in this dissolution it's like no they were never what you thought they were and it's time to you know begin to focus on accepting and loving who you are it's like in that realm, you don't matter because they didn't make you matter, right? If you've been traumatized. And you have to let them go completely. And there's a big, you know, when you come to all of this, you know, it's all part of the healing or the, sorry. <coughs> Excuse me, the dissolution process. You have to really clean them out of your system, like really clean them out. You know, they're imprinted in your being. So, <coughs> you are, the returning, it's a returning home to you. It's really like you've been out at some, it's, it's an odyssey. It's like, you know, the Greek uh, play, the great Homer. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. Uh, allergies. Um, yeah, it's, you have to, and it's really interesting because I was so used to being busy fixing, you know, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, that that's kind of stopped, and you know, I have to really um, be with me, right? You have to really be with a person that you abandoned. Be with a person that you've never known. And I don't know, you know, it's, it's, you have to get used to it. It's like you have to, you know, learn how to know that person. It seems bizarre to say that. But it's true. You know, if you've been, it's like being in a stressful job eternally. Like, you know, like every day there's a couture show and you have to design every day for this runway. And you've been doing it every day for so many years and suddenly somebody's right, there's no runway show today. We can all, you know, you can go and do whatever you want to do. And it's like, well, I don't know what that looks like because I've been on deck and in a war and on the verge of death and rearranging the deck chairs and you I've been in a state of so many of so much massive emergency all the time because that's what trauma creates is in relentless emergencies that you then you know keep repeating and you know you keep that's where you live in that you know the siren is always going off which is must be why I'm in New York and then it's like okay you don't have to, you know, there is no emergency. It's like, wait, now what do I do, right? 
and that's what how the ayahuasca is you're cleansed and cleansed and cleansed you begin to see that oh that was all about them yeah that trauma is all about you know someone drops an atom bomb you know in your country your being and you're responding to that atom bomb. Like they weren't prepared, they were, you know, whatever, all this shit, right? And as she cleanses you and decodes you and, you know, you begin to melt. And all of those, all that wiring begins to get severed or just, just shuts down and you're being rewired. It's like the surfacing, it's, it's like, wow. So what the fuck happened? You know, what do I want, right? What do you want? What? And that's where love comes in. The love for what your needs are. The love for, wow, you know, perhaps I just like to live in a mountaintop or, you know, <clears throat> go sell cocktails on the beach or I don't know. What does the world mean? when you're not in a fucking war zone, which is what trauma is, when you're not, you know, trying to accommodate a burning inferno that's around you all the time. And again, it doesn't have to be, I'm talking metaphorically, it's already in your brain and you're already doing it, right? <clears throat> when you return to you, when you're, you sort of get out of that, of zombie island, you know, you're sailing away. You're like, okay, where, where did that world happen? Like, it's all happening in your energetic field. It's all been imprinted in your energetic field. I think it's like you arrive and suddenly, you know, you're in paradise form and, and the next minute you're in a burning building and the building is always burning down and you're just going from room to room. And you think, you know, it's just going to be burning down for the... I suppose that's what PTSD is like. You're always in the, the same event over and over in some form. You're geared. I was built for emergency. You know, built for... We're all going to die here. Like, this boat is always sinking. <coughs> and that's what I must have felt growing up, you know, that everything was always a panic because that's what I was surrounded with. So you're marinated there, and, and part of living in the dark is, is living without love. No one can love you if everybody's out to lunch, or everybody's in their dysfunction. There's no loving anything. You're just swept into the whole thing. And I remember coming out of this divorce, and I, I met someone, and it was just, this person would say, Divina, and I just was like, huh, Divina. Right, it's just so beautiful. It's so divina, right? You're just a little piece of divinity. It's so sweet and tender and loving. And you know, the universe is always in the wings, right? You fall. You don't know how you. I don't know how I survived anything, quite honestly. I don't. Rem I don't know how I survived the abuse. I don't know how I survived everything that I've been through. It's just we don't know. I mean, I'm sure as I'm. You can look at your own life and see just the amount of stuff that you've managed to survive, right? It's like, how the fuck did I survive all of that? 
because the universe is always waiting in the wings, right? And you know, in the instance when I was going through hell, I had a memory of love, of platonic love with a little boy when I was very little. That that remem that memory was my my life raft in so many times in my and then going into the ayahuasca the incredible divine love i've received from a plant medicine in, in this other altered state again has been monumental you know having a child the, the love of the child you know we 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 after this divorce i met someone again it was this incredible resurrection it was through love it was all love that that helped in every instant um to survive but what I hadn't really understood was that I had abandoned myself and you know if you are born and thrown onto a burning ship um, you don't have time there's no time to think about what your needs are um, you know you're just trying to bail water and once you stop bailing water because you recognize that you've been wired in and loomed up with 10,000 problems that don't belong to you and that you've been imprinted with um, you finally kind of show up and you sort of realize that, wow, you, you also deserve love. You need it. You know, you haven't... It's like you don't know what the world's like outside of an inferno. I mean, it's the first time. It's like, oh, wow, there's no inferno. Oh wow, I can actually choose to do whatever I want to do. I'm not trying to, you know, save this guy or save that woman, my parents and the or I don't live in a relationship to trying to fix this very broken place, which is was all of that environment. There's nothing and no one to fix. That there is it's it's really by again like being pulled out of a toxic waste dump that you've been sitting in and that you've been responding to and that's sort of and you know there's this the old self the defense mechanism that you built was built in relationship to them i was thinking about that when i was going on walking through new york i was thinking god you know i came here in this big hope of becoming a something you know like the, becoming a something for them. Like somehow this, you know, I was on this m zealous missionary kind of crusade to, you know, take them out of a swamp or something. That somehow I was, you know, I was going to do it for, you know, I was going to become something and fix it. And it's like, And 
I, I just recognize the emptiness of it all. Like, you know, a dual bag <laughs> or, or a Chanel pair of sunglasses doesn't save anyone. Doesn't fix anything. Perhaps for five seconds you might think you're really cool. That's great. But really, and they thought that that was it. Like, if you showed up as a someone, that then you would matter. But what was missing, that the, the, <coughs> the ingredient missing throughout was love. That was it. You know, it wasn't a skyscraper, you know, apartment in the sky or a, you know, what are you going to do, sit in your like 65th apartment, look out over Central Park and what? It doesn't, it doesn't resolve the core emptiness, right? It doesn't get you love. There's nothing, you can't replace love. It's, it's the glue, it's, it's the medicine, day in, day out, it's the medicine, right? And again, no shade if you know if you want to have an apartment in the hundred. It's not about that. It's about substituting one thing for another. And I think that's what was happening. It was, you know, if I can just be a somebody, what am I running from? I'm running from no connection to myself, right? I'm running from no love. I'm running from. I don't exist, so let me just, if I just, you know, manufacture an existence. That somehow that will save me from that big gaping hole of lovelessness. Because no love is no connection, no connection to yourself. So, It's such a simple thing, and yet it seems so elusive, right? To be rooted, and it's funny because I was in a yoga class, and I really felt like when I was like sitting, lying down in Shavasana, like the the roots through my body, like piercing it, like really going into the ground, and my whole body just covered in flowers, like I was just they were just popping out of my skin, like thousands of just flowers and roses. It was like. The connection back. That's all I've ever really been wanting. I've always talked about it, about going home, like being home, being connected, being at that original state, right? When you're one with the soup. Home, you know, with love. That real sense, I've never felt that, certainly in my family, right? Nobody could afford to have any of that. It was all panic and, you know, emergency and, and like we were off to the races. I don't know to what end, but there was some kind of destination we were all running towards. Everybody was avoiding a sinkhole or something that was constantly there. And, you know, that sort of set the agenda for, you know, lovelessness and abuse and all this stuff, right? and obligation and, you know, you have to save us and whatever. 
So you're 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 weaved into them, and so. Um, if you're fired and wired there, and it's all wrong because it was all wrong. There was a lot of work trying to make them right and trying to satisfy their agenda, which was a loveless agenda, which was, you know, make us look good, make us feel good, you know. And then somehow, you know, you get to exist. These are all just codes. It doesn't matter what. You have, everybody has a different code, different narrative. What you're doing when the ayahuasca, she's really removing it all. She's literally taking, like, literally taking you out of this energetic um, roller coaster. So you're not always screaming down as it as the thing's going down, and then it's coming up, right? <clears throat> You're taken off the carousel. And for me, as I look back, I like, you know, how sad, right? That I'd invented it all. They really were never there. That I was fulfilling their agenda and by so doing abandoning, you know, my own blossoming, my own flowering, that my the truth, right? Your own you know, if you're if you're in trauma you have to you have no time to attend to yourself. You have to attend to the conditions. But the great thing about all of this is how it, it seems to me like, and again, this is just my riffing on my own experience, but it's almost like in the original soup, it's all just energy, right? The original soup has 10,000. I mean, the Zen talk about the 10,000 things, right? Like the soup <coughs> has many ingredients, let's put it that way, and out of the combinations of those ingredients, it creates in insane things like black holes and dinosaurs and plants and chemicals. And, <coughs> and the combination of ingredients create different things like, again, black holes, elephants, tadpoles. And because it's energy and because um, um, it's, I just imagine like it's a soup if, if you have trauma and or in, in that original state you become very material like it's so funny because it's like before the ayahuasca, everything was very real. Everything was very material. It was very condensed. It was really here. Um, 
and yeah, it's it's very, it's like you're very solid. That's the word. Everything is very solid. It's like energy is compacted, and then as you're being cleansed. It's like energy is, um, it's like you become more fluid. I don't know how to explain it. And, and my, my feeling, and what I feel about it is, and again, it's just my sense, is that this, you, the energy can convert into many things. So in other words, you can actually, if you dissolve the material, you know, something else can be built, right? So I have these ingredients and I make a cake. If I dissolve the whole cake and I take it all back to the ingredients, well, perhaps I can make another type of thing with these ingredients, right? I might be able to make a sandwich or this. Or it's, it's just like, it really is almost like those sci-fi movies that things get built up and then they can be, you know, dissolved and, and back to the original for, its original form right like I can build something out of the, these ingredients and then I can dissolve those ingredients I can dissolve the original thing reverse I always talked about like baking like you know if you you're cooked in a particular temperature and with me you know my conditioning was trauma so I'm built within trauma but in the same way this medicine shows me that it can dissolve all the, the solidity of that thing, the feelings, the grief, all everything around it, and it can literally disappear. Like it literally, when I think about it, it literally, they don't really exist. I mean, it's like all of that attachment has been released. And um, and it's like, wow, I'm here. Like I'm, like something got really dissolved, dissolved you know, dematerialized. And it's still dematerializing. And I don't know what's going to show up, but it's like, you know, you're built and then you're dissolved and then you're built. It's like, you know, water can go from, you know, water to ice to steam. And it seems like, oh, that's impossible. We're solid. We have all these, you know, cells and blah, blah, blah. But seriously, I think, you know, having experienced the medicine daily, it's um, really insane to me to think that, first of all, I had all this understanding that I had no understanding about. I mean, that I was taken back into the past to see everything, that I'm constantly being dissolved and all my attachments are being dissolved. And like I'm like being born in a way, it's bizarre. I can't really describe it any other way. But what I'm saying is that what it shows to me, even in this little tiny scratch of understanding, that it's a scratch of understanding I have, is that we're energy. And that energy can solidify because of the oven it's cooked in or whatever the conditions are. And that something can come in and take that energy and dismantle it into its original condition. And I was shown that in ceremony where I was 
you know, one with everything in one moment, I was absolutely connected. And the next moment I was completely severed from that oneness because of the trauma. And I was, my whole life was like, I was just ambushed and taken off the road. And what's interesting to me is that she'd said, you know, I was told, listen, you've abandoned yourself. And I had abandoned myself because I had spent so much time trying to rearrange the furniture on the Titanic. In other words, trying to justify and agree and authorize them because I so desperately, first of all, didn't know what was going on and wanted to be loved. And it's almost like, you know, you go to the well that has no water, hoping that the water one day will show up. And that somehow, if I just kept agreeing and doing and, and refantasizing them and finding a tiny little opening to say, oh, look, there they, you know, I got love there, that somehow it was such a trick. It was, there was no love there. There was no water in that well. But I kept going to that well and by so doing, abandoned myself, right? By trying to like shake water out of like an empty well. Right, you're just like, you've got a Pepsi can and you're like shaking it, but there's no Pepsi. Just keep thinking, if I could keep shaking this thing, it's going to come out. And I couldn't see it because I was so stuck and I was so kind of tricked, etc. And it took the ayahuasca to really blow the top off everything and show me, listen, you know, here's, here's, what, here's who these people are, here's what happened. And, you know, there's a whole person that you are that you've not attended to. That has, a, you know, and again, that's a discovery which I'm making every day when I sit in these ceremonies. But more and more, I'm become, you know, as, as the illusion or the material of these people or the beliefs and the attachments to these people get dissolved, and it's very difficult if you've been really attached. So it's insane how all the power and all that energy is being released. It's being like it's disappearing. So the more you don't have any attachment to them, the more you show up. And it's like, oh, wow. Oh, okay, here I am, all right, right? Right, okay. There's a silence, there's like, okay, so what is the truth of you now? What's the you that was completely buried? And also, how do you show up with love for you? I never knew what love was. I never knew what, what love looked like. You have to taste the orange to know what the orange looks like. I don't know, right? So, I mean, I've had, again, incredible love given to me by the ayahuasca, by this divinity, loving my child, loving being loved by a young boy, but loving yourself, you know, loving that means that you show up with your truth. You show up unequivocally connected to you, right? Now, when I grew up, it was like, you know, you're not here for you. You're here to do our will, right? And if you want to survive, that you better show up as, you know, 
the tortoise or the dinosaur. We don't want the daffodil. We want this thing. So there is no love. Like, you know, love is, oh, you showed up as a daffodil. I love the daffodil. You show up as a dinosaur. I love the dinosaur. Right? It's not like you show up as a daffodil and they say to you, well, look, no, I don't want a daffodil. I want a, I want a dinosaur. If you, want to, if you want to be loved, then you better show up as what, you know, what we need. Terrible, terrible thing to do to a child. But anyway, so now, you know, you've built for a dinosaur, you've built your whole mechanism for the towering inferno because you're built in relationship to it. Now it's like, well, all right, so all of that connection has been dissolved. I'm not a fucking dinosaur. I'm actually a daffodil. So what does it mean to be a daffodil? What, what, is, what is the truth? Because it's, it's been so... I have never known that. I've never known, well, what is the truth of... Like, what do you want to do? You want to, like, be a clown? You know? You want to just, you know, go be a, a fly... A, a, a gliding teacher? Do you want to... You know, it's like, what is it? And for me, it's like, I just want to be connected to myself, right? Connected to truth and to love and to the essence, right? But I've never known or known what that is because I've spent my whole fucking life, you know, in someone's, you know, on a pirate island with pirates and crazy people and the threat of death and lynching and whatever. So I don't know what... What does that mean that you can just show up and be you and be the absolute authentic essence of who you are and be led by that higher being, or that's not higher being, but that self that is love, that is, is, is loved. And... It's so funny because recently I've been around extraordinarily loving people. And I used to say, actually, I remember being on a child, I would say, you know, I am. Um, so I come from a small island. It was like, oh, I would just love to have been like brought up by a shepherd or something. Just, you know, I live in New York and I do all this. It's like, I just wanted that. I just wanted connection. I just wanted love. I just wanted sweetness and caring and a moment of attention that was real not like I'm going to give you attention if you you know read you know if you translate the war and peace into you know French right no conditions just for the sake of loving a child and I talked about this before you know we live in you have to learn to live in hopelessness. Like you have to give up all the hope of that the person's going to show up, right? The real parent, you know, with a real whatever, please stand up, right? Like, will that, the parent will never show up. And that's what you've got to give up. That was one of the things that I kind of held on to, the hope. I remember that a few years ago. I was like, right, I'm going to have a family. I'm going to invite everybody to Barcelona. We're going to have a real family and it was an absolute, it was lovely, but it was, you know, it was I that was trying to make it work. It wasn't a natural, you know, no one, it wasn't real. It wasn't, I mean, it was real as far as I was there with my, with my son, but the rest it was like, it was, everything was an effort, right? It was, we'd never known this 
caring for each other, right? It wasn't part of our life. And in the end, that's really what we're looking, that's what, I don't know what I'm looking for. And that's what trauma, you know, basically de denies you, is that wonderful, loving connection, that kind of rooted, authentic connection where you're just love for who you are. And you have to give up. You have to give up the hope that somehow they're going to show up and that it won't be the, you know, it'll be what you think it's going to be. So my dilemma my, or my um, misunderstanding or my hope was that this horrific situation, which, you know, was sexual abuse and, and bullying and bullshit and horror and blah, all the shit that no one should deal with, right? And, and whatever yours is, is the same thing. If it's, if it's not about caring for you, it's all crap. If, and that somehow, in, it's like if you, you're just thrown into a rubbish dump, that somehow you're going to make the rubbish not smell anymore or something. You know, somehow you're going to, you're just not, it's not going to be what it truly is. I think that was, that was my huge, you know, my bubble machine was like, this is not really happening. I'm going to make it work, like I'm going to make it into what I need it to be. And as again, the universe, you can't hide from the universe. <laughs> what you can't do is you can't be paralyzed and, and live in the darkness and the shadow and not, not knowing. And The universe won't let you do that. You know, somehow she's going to unearth you. She's going to, you know, and it's sometimes it's very painful. You know, it's a very painful divorce. I mean, people go through deaths, through whatever. They break things. They go in car crashes. They're in accidents. You know, the, sometimes the universe just has to throw you off a cliff. Just did it with me a few times, and in a way, it's a sp you know they talked about it like a spell, and it is a spell because when you're frozen in trauma, it is literally like somebody puts a spell on you. Somebody does something to you, and you're just frozen in that moment. It's it, it really does feel like a spell, right? And you can't see the truth, and you can't. I couldn't see that I'd been sent out to be sexually abused. I didn't know that I was being. You know, this was a horrible human being that I was bullied. And, you know, I just thought, well, this is, I've got to live up to this. I've got to make this work. I need to make all this effort to make these people work. And it was just purely abuse, you know, and agendas and secrets and manipulation. And, but I couldn't see that. I, perhaps I didn't want to see that, right? But because I was so busy trying to change the unchangeable, trying to gloss over the horror, I gave up on you know, loving and connecting with myself. It was a form of abandonment in a state of being, you know, caught inside a, inside a roving circus of hell. But again, you're very um, solid when there's trauma. There's, if you're paralyzed with fear, that's a massive energy, huge, like a gravitational pull. Um, it's very tough to get out of if there's really severe trauma and there's terror. Um, there's a total freezing of who you are. You will, of course, convert into where it is you need to convert into to survive, and that also becomes very solid. And that's why the universe, you know, has to chuck you off a cliff sometimes to... 
smash you into smithereens and you have to suffer an awful lot to see the truth. And as you see the truth, you dissolve, you become much less solid, much more fluid. And somehow you're back, you're sort of flowing with the universe. And um, and you kind of show up again. It's like someone takes you, freezes you, and holds you hostage. And then the ayahuasca comes in and defrosts you and, you know, pulls you apart and shows you everything. And suddenly all of that freezing and all the things that kept you frozen don't, can't affect you anymore. So you're back in the flow. Um, and it's, it's mostly to do with love, with loving you back into existence. And again, it's like a drone. You're looking above the whole scene, right? And you can finally see everything for what it truly is. You can't see it when you're a kid and you're being pulled here and there and screamed at. But there's no seeing anything. You're just in, you're just in tortoise mode. You're just in don't fucking kill me kind of mode, right? But as your as the ayahuasca you know, pulls you apart, like in her collider, I would say, and you get to look in at this whole, you get from a perspective from the sky, basically, you see how everything was put together. And it loses its power because you, you're, you're losing the fear. The power of fear is being dissolved. In the dissolution of fear, you're able to you're not on the run anymore, so you're able to see. You can stand there and go, oh, okay, that's what happened, right? The fear is the thing that keeps you paralyzed and keeps you a hostage. And the fear is an energy. I mean, it's, it's an entity. In me, it's the several entities. It's, it's literally like a layer within me. I just, it's a layer of energy that sits inside of me. And I can know it's being dissolved because, yeah, it's, it's like if I can, it's a waking up. It's like, well, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, why am I in this place? Like, what's going on, right? Before it was all, everything was ignited by the original terror of like, we're going to die and you're going to become someone and. And now it's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Why am I not on a, you know, on a beach in Costa Rica selling drinks? You know, like, what the fuck? None of this shit matters, right? Or going back to the jungle, or whatever it is. So there's all this, it's a reversal for you. If you're in trauma, you're frozen, you're terrified, you're agreeing to the horror, and you're frozen there. And then you try to distract by, you know, you stick a needle in your arm, or you go out and you coke up, or whatever it is that you do. But all you're, you're dealing with is that you can't get to the frozen trauma. Once, if you do any kind of plant medicines or whatever, how you get there, what you're doing is you're defrosting the trauma. And what you're defrosting is the terror. You're less terrified. You're less fearful. And it's almost like you're coming out from under a rock. You're like, oh, I can come out now. I'm not scared of the enemy anymore. And the enemy, 
unfortunately lives inside of you if you've been you know wired with them with with uh, predators and abusers and to me the most astounding thing is like how tricked uh, how tricked I was by what I thought about these people and how I you know filtered them up and re-embroidered and repositioned them like a, it's like repitching a brand you know repositioning a brand but I did it you know in my own family and well you're alone you've got no one you're there you're in the middle of a fucking war you're three or four whatever's going on you've got to do something right you know but to stay frozen and to you know pretend somebody into existence is not it doesn't work. It works for when you're little, right? Because you don't have a lot of tools. It does not work for a, a happy, healthy life. Quite the opposite. You know, if I'm if I'm frozen in that position and I that's all poison, I leak that poison, I'm in deep shit later on. So it surfaces, you know, and the ayahuasca surfaces everything. That's what she really does. She surfaces everything. And... All of that, you're clean, it cleans it, it. It cleans everything. It's like, it's it's insane. I mean, it's a, it's a long. It's been a long time. There's no doubt about it. But you're like in the deep. You know, you're. I call it like being in the emergency room of the universe, or the psychiatric ward of the universe, or you know, you're just kept there and cleansed and cleansed and cleansed. Until all that connection goes and you can finally just show up. And in that showing up is the love for yourself. It's an act of love to go on this journey. It's an incredible act of love and courage to go in and say, no, I want myself back. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know who that person is. I don't know who she is. But I'm not going to live. You know something is wrong, even though you don't know what happened and who you are you just there's some it's like you know the background radiation of the big bang there's just like this bing bing something is just wrong i just knew i couldn't leave i couldn't change things i couldn't do anything i was stuck i was like how it's not just i can't i literally am you know i can't take this breaker switch up i couldn't put it on again i don't what's going on the world was like a tidal wave i couldn't face it but the actual, I was a tidal wave because I was captured from within. And that's what trauma is. It's a capture of your soul, of your being, of your energy. And if you've not had love, I, you know, it's, 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 you don't exist. I mean, I just don't know how to explain it. I just, you get wiped out. Yeah, it's just wiped out. So... You know, it's, it seems to me like there's just a, in the, in the one, it's a, it's, everything is there with potential, um, depending in what environment you're cooked, the ingredients are out there, it's, it's, it's converted into a particular thing, you become a particular solid thing, you know, fear is a paralyzer, it literally stops you dead in your tracks and you build an irregular thing to survive. You solidify around trauma. 
And the solidity is the terror. The terror is a thing that keeps, it's, it's a magnet that keeps you stuck there. It's fear. It's huge. It's literally, it's gravitational. And so to shake that fear off, if you want to break the pattern, you have to, you know, uh, destabilize. You've got to take the energy out of that fear. That's really what's going on here. You have to take the energy out of the fear. And the terror is, if I take the energy out of the fear as a child, I will die. If I move, it's like, you know, you're just paralyzed. It's like, and again, it's like somebody puts a spell on you. You're just stuck there. You don't, can't move. And the terror of defrosting and is, if I see this, I will die. You won't die because now you have, you know, the ayahuasca or love or the universe, whatever you want to call it, God, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, basically holding you as you tiptoe through this thing. And I remember, you know, in one ceremony where I was about to go into the thicket of my own psyche, I was literally standing on the edge of a forest and this little nymph went in. It was like, come on, time to come in. So you're guided and, you know, I've had the, the plants have shown up as Indians and just an enormous support of, not of this dimension, right? It's in another dimension. Because what you're doing is, it's, that's, you can defrost this. We can, we've got to get you out of being frozen. And we're going to do it with love, divine love. And in that altered state, you can face anything. Because you have all the allies of the universe around you. And this is the plants, I would say, right? Medicine. And she comes with a thousand million troops and love and, you know, the universe. It's all love. It's all an act of love. And that's why you're stuck, because you can't handle that trauma. You've been frozen there. You've been stuck there. You've been, it's like, it's like a magnet. You can't, I remember it was, they came for me in the ceremony in Peru and they're like, come on, leave. I just couldn't, I couldn't crawl across that floor. I was just like, I was like, why did I leave? You know, I was like trying to crawl across the floor to them. I said, you didn't leave, you were stolen. But I couldn't, the energetic pull, it was a fear. It was pure, unadulterated fear. It was like the purest cocaine, man. It was just like fear, just soaring through my system. It owned me. It kept me paralyzed. In another ceremony, she's like, come on, look, you know, here are the offices in New York. You can own, you know, rule the world if you want. Like, you can have power. Couldn't. I was in that image for two seconds and the, the sickness I felt, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be there. It was, I wasn't allowed to have power. The fear just ruled everything. Terror. Pure terror. I even had to convince, you know, my little girl. I was like, tell me what the fuck happened. Did not want to tell me. She was terrified. 
So these are very powerful forces. Because as a child, you think, well, if I, if I let go, I'm going to get eaten alive. I'm going to die. I've got to agree to this regime. I've got to agree to all this horror. I was paralyzed in it. I couldn't see it. I was paralyzed in it. And I was protecting them. I wouldn't let go of protecting them and pretending them into existence. I was so desperate for it to not be what it was. I was holding on. It took a lot, I mean, five years for ayahuasca to literally bombard me every day and say, no, like, you've got to let this shit go. This is what happened. I didn't want to see it. I'd built a thinking defense mechanism. I'd built a physical defense mechanism, I'd an emotional one. I was like, and what it was was no feeling or love for myself at all. I didn't matter. In fact, I was at the beach one day and I was like, many years ago, I just wanted to, I had this urge to just throw this kid into the water. I was like, what the fuck is that? It was my own self-negation. I had refused all of me in order to legitimize them, legitimize their horror, their cruelty, their narcissism, their rejection, everything. I just kept fighting the truth. And by fighting the truth, abandoning myself. And we do all sorts of things when we're in these positions of horror and terror and abuse and neglect, neglect. You're just looking for that tiny spark of light. I'll do anything just to get a tiny glimmer of affection. And it's not affection because they're not, no, there's no love there. But you think, if they just look at me, or they just, you know. And the ayahuasca basically says, stop looking the wrong fucking way, right? Your compass is broken. This was a shit show. These are demons. These are horrible people. Stop trying to find water in the desert. This is the desert, Maria. You're in the desert. But wait a minute, I thought I was a bogdor. <laughs> I thought I was in the, the nicest, the nicest people, and then I know. You're in hell, Maria. Give it up. Stop trying to fix and save. The only person you have to save in life is yourself, right? Everybody, this is it. Find your own journey back. Find the roots to where you come from. You know, reverse the tape. Return to the original ingredients. Stop holding on to that miscalculated bad pudding. I thought if I can just be this jello for another, you know. I'm just holding on for this jello. I know this jello is right. It's, it's like, no, just let go. 
Give them up. But again, the main ingredient is pure, unadulterated terror. That's what you're giving up. That's the energy that you're contending with. That's the, the master switch is terror, is fear. And for a child, it's, it's everything. It's basically the burial ground of your being. You will freeze and you won't leave because it's too terrifying. In one of the um, ceremonies, I was on the floor, my hands behind my back. It was a 3D hologram, and this person, this dark face, was a, was a hoodie was over me, and I was just terrified. I'd been So even in my childhood, I couldn't face the fact that it was my father. I couldn't see his face. I'd blacked it out. I'd refused to accept that it was him that did all this horror, right? So we're going to edit whatever we need to, to ensure that we get through hell. As Churchill said, if you're in hell, just keep going. I would say if you're in hell, you know, call for the, you know, call for the ayahuasca. <laughs> right? Yeah. The universe is always in the wings. Even when you get swept up by vultures and ambushed in lairs and tarantulas are crawling all over you, there are the universe is waiting in the wings. You just have to find a way to get back. A way to get back. You don't know you've, there's a spell on you. You don't know you've been frozen in terror. You don't know the whole extent of why you are why you are. You know, when you return to your original self, when you're able to say, okay, please help me, heal me, take me home. Then all of it can be dissolved, piece by piece. She will only give you what you can take. You know, you're not going to just, it's not, you can't have a psychotic breakdown and see all of it. You can't. Anyway, you won't, you know, your ego's too big. Your ego is to be dismantled piece, little piece by piece. And it is literally like leaving Zombie Island. Your whole energy is free of all of that mishigas. The lies, the stories, the bullshit. Now there's just you. Whatever that is, however that shows up, it's... And for me, I have to learn to love just that. That's all you need to take care of is you, right? You have to blossom you, love you. Seems such a simple thing. but not if you were dropped into Macbeth, you know, it's like, wait, why am I in Macbeth? Okay, why am I in these dark castle walls? 
Why am I in a Francis Bacon painting, right? Why am I in this hell? Well, because you've been ambushed by other people's agendas and shit and whatever. And you're little. Go there. You may not see it, but it's all over you if you've got trauma. I desperately wanted to have parents. I desperately wanted to be, to have love. I desperately wanted to feel it. I was just in the wrong place. And I wouldn't, if you don't know you're in the wrong place, then you're not looking for an out. You've got to figure out, well, the A.O.S. shows you is like, listen, <coughs> you're in the wrong place. <coughs> you don't even know you're in the wrong place. But you are. So, yeah. It's a bit like disentangling a thousand wires in an IT closet in a Google company, <laughs> right? But you can dewire, you can deactivate all that solidity and therefore you're no longer responding to it. If you deactivate it, it has no ignition. To deactivate it, you have to see what it is what's happening, what's being activated, what's being connected, what's attached. And, you know, again, the most powerful magnet there is fear. That's the most difficult one to unplug from. And you think there's death, there's no death. You've already been, you've been buried. You kind of been in a coma, this terror. Life just goes on, it just goes on. Building, destroying, recreating, building, destroying, recreating, building, destroying, you know. It's like, it's, like a, a, it's like a scientist in a lab. She's just like, oh, I'm gonna build black holes today. Okay, let's put all these ingredients together. Oh, I'm gonna build that person. Okay, let's put all these ingredients together. See how that works. It's just energy transforming into one thing, then another thing, then another thing, then another thing. The Zen guy's got it right, you know, 10 million things. The 10 million things. In the end, I feel like I'm just a little experiment of the universe. You know, it's like, okay, what if we do this and that and this? It's like when you design something, you know, or you try something and you say, oh, let's do it like this. Ah, what, is it going to work like that? Ah, it doesn't work like that. Let me try this. And then, you know, and eventually, you know, you design a light bulb, right? You've got to do you've got to make it in 10 different million ways and they're not all going to come to the production table, right? They're not going to all end up on the production line. This was a terrible mixture. <laughs> but you can, this is a great thing, you can actually dissolve the experiment. Like, no. Wow, I can potentially recreate this in another way. And this is the thing about when you do ayahuasca. There's, you, know, you kind of get this bigger understanding of this universe and this thing. 
And so whilst at the time you're being dissolved, it feels really terrifying and big and powerful. And uh, what it shows you is like, it's not, it, it's big. If you've been stuck in that, you've been owned by something. But when you actually face the dragons and you face the terror, it, it kind of dissolves. They say that, you know, like these monks, they like meditate for years and they can levitate. And, well, I, 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 and they can go through space and walls. It makes total sense because absolutely, I mean, before I was like, oh, that's insane. But actually it makes total sense because what you're doing is you're really deconstructing the energy. You know, when you have no attachments and beliefs and you've been meditating for years and years and years, you become more one one with this huge soup. You kind of return to the original ingredients of just energy. So I, I don't think it's that far, but I would imagine it takes an awful lot of work, and a lot of meditation to get to that state because every day we're kind of in all this hustle and bustle, we're always just relentlessly solidifying and building layers and layers and layers. So, you know, that's a lot to dissolve. But I assume if you're in a cave meditating for centuries and centuries or whatever, you, you can get to that state. It makes total sense that you get that. And they call it enlightenment. I think it's just you get back to the soup. You just like you have all this power because you're kind of reconnected to the one thing. You're kind of been, you've been, you know, um, dissolved energetically. It's interesting because when I started doing meditation, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to that state of one. But I, there was no way I was going to state of anything because I had such a massive blockage. And that's what the meditation got me to. The meditation got me to a massive blockage, right? I had to get through that. I had to fix, I had to dissolve that blockage in order to dissolve, to, 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 to melt on that way back to the sort of the one thing. So anyway, good luck with blockages. <laughs> Bye.